Today's episode is brought to you by Tenacity. The Tenacity founders have a lifetime of experience in healthcare and the food service industry. And in 2016, they provided Middle Tennessee State University with a $2.5 million grant to study the hemp plant and its all-natural benefits. Tenacity's CBD plus CBDA is amazing, and it's twice as good as CBD alone. They have a full range of products that can help you find the product in the form that's right for you. They have topicals, salves, sports sticks, soft gels, gummies, and tinctures are all available. Their customer reviews are their best stories. If you have time and are interested, read their reviews on their website to see how their products are changing people's lives. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tenacity products for 30 days, and if you don't love it, they will give you a full refund. Go to tenacity.com and use code ACP to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I dot com to get 25% off your first order when you use promo code ACP. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today we'll be talking about your relationship with your anxiety. Yes, we have a real live relationship with our anxiety and it can be an interesting relationship and not always an enjoyable one. One of the things you can do to get a little bit of space away from your anxiety, just a few steps where you can actually take a look at it is to consider your anxiety as if it were another person. And that can be a tool that can be used to address anxiety when it comes up with different thoughts or demands, as it can be pretty demanding. You can treat it as if it were a person or someone saying those things to you. And so having that kind of a relationship with it, to be able to look at it that way can be really helpful. Many times when I have worked with people, they have given their anxiety a name. 
Often when I've worked with uh, the women with eating disorders, they give their eating disorder a name. The generic name for an eating disorder is ED, but some people like to get creative and many people with anxiety have come up with very specific names for their anxiety or in general terms called them Mr. Anxiety. So see if you can look at it that way. For some people, this is very helpful. I really believe that treating our anxiety in a more compassionate manner is very helpful. One of the things that we want to remember is that being anxious or having anxiety happen or having anxiety panic is part of our common humanity. This isn't something that is wrong with us or that we are broken. Um, and so this is a thing that needs to be repaired. It is a part of being human. And I think that this is very important. And I think that it is a very loving way to actually deal with anxiety panic. You know, you can come up with some negative names for it, but you know, if you could come up with a neutral name for it, it might make things move along much more quickly. When we are negative or when we are in a state of resisting anxiety, panic, and all things negative, just dig in deeper and come out in more sideways or unexpected ways. So we might want to actually take our time to turn toward our anxiety like we do when we listen to Claire Weeks and we consider that we're going to face, accept, float, and let time pass. When we face our anxiety, let's face it in a neutral manner. I'm not saying that you have to be best friends with your anxiety or, uh, you know, bring it home for dinner, but you can be more neutral toward it. It is our resistance and our negativity that actually can cause us more harm. Having a shift in attitude toward your anxiety is really what we talk about here over and over again. When we get into a state of relaxation when we visit our own minds in silence through meditation, we are doing acts that are not aggressive and are not angry. We're, we're in a state of neutrality and we're looking to actually be with what is happening. And if anxiety is happening at the moment, it's okay for us to just be with it. I think this is something that we don't maybe often talk about or don't talk about enough is being able to be neutral with it. And again, the places where we can uh, cultivate that is through our meditation or our relaxation response exercises. So consider being neutral. Meditation and actually our relaxation response. Um, Many people do just relaxation exercises in order to bring up that kind of feeling versus doing meditation. To me, they look a little bit similar at this stage of the game. So you can call it meditation or relaxation, but meditation changes our attitude toward things in our life. And, And when we meditate and we can have these changes in our attitude, this allows us to handle our anxiety from a calm place. 
And being calm is exactly what anxiety doesn't like. It just doesn't understand that. First off, our anxiety is trying to help us. So we don't want to look at it as something that is being done to us. This can hurt us and make us feel aggressive or or resistant. But when we can understand that anxiety arises in us in order for us to be able to be safe, then we can see it as it's not working against us. And it's not something that is happening from life to us, but it is happening for us, actually. When we can have that change in our attitude, so many things begin to change. We begin to actually be able to work with our anxiety and to see it not so much as an enemy. Maybe it is not wanted. These symptoms and sensations and these thoughts that just seem to spin around and around. Of course, this isn't what we are looking for, but it is just so different to be able to see it as this is something that was trying to help us and it just kind of went wrong. It went off the tracks a little bit because of our own interpretation of it, that when we can address our interpretation of it and we can make our shifts in how we are dealing with it, then things begin to change, mellow out. When we are calm, we see our anxiety in a whole different light. So we want to do our meditation and our relaxation kind of response exercises so that we can be able to come from a place of calm. How we relate to our experiences in life, including our anxiety, is how we create our next moments and our reality in the world that we live in. We see the world from inside of ourselves. And so we want to use that to our own advantage and be able to see our experiences and our possibilities from a place of positivity, a place of expectation, a place of knowing that we can find safety, that we are safe. And that brings us to living it more in the moment. Because if we are worried about what's going to happen to us next week or next year, we have no control over those things. And of course, our imagination and our anxious mind is going to take that to a negative place on a negative spin. But if we can be within the moment, right now, everyone listening to this is safe, or you wouldn't be listening to this. So just feel that. Let yourself be in that safety for the moment. And these are the things we do when we do our meditation, okay? And when we're listening to a podcast, or you're listening to um, music that you love, realize I am able to do this because I am safe. And let that feeling come to light. Let that feeling be where you put your attention and see what happens from there. Today's episode is brought to you by the Say More podcast. We want to recommend the Say More podcast, where in a special series, Boston Globe columnist Shirley Leong is opening up the conversation about stress, 
and burnout to help listeners feel less alone and inspired to get help. She connects with an array of experts like Krista Tippett, who tells us how to find meaning and stillness in modern life and shares her own journey to finding silence and moments of peace. And Emily Nagoski on the ways stress lives in the body, the social pressures that make it worse, and how meaningful the quest to releasing stress can be. Plus, Kale Newport on how to be more productive and creative in an overstimulating world. The series uses medical science, social science, and philosophy to answer deep questions about how stress works on our bodies and our minds. And you'll come away with concrete strategies to work better and live better. Listen to Say More wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. And you know, by supporting our sponsors, you're supporting us. So if you are interested in using Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth, please visit happymammoth.com and use promo code ACP for 15% off your first order. Thanks for supporting us by supporting our sponsors. If you're going through menopause, perimenopause, and you just really don't feel like yourself right now, or if you are done with menopause, but you're still feeling like you have some of the hot flashes or racing thoughts and low moods, or still having trouble with your sleep, Hormone Harmony is the thing for you. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts that are called adaptogens. I'm a big fan of herbal adaptogens because they help the body to adapt to stressors such as chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. I'm excited to give Hormone Harmony a try myself. So for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using code ACP at checkout. That's happymammoth.com with code ACP. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Being fearful, resistant, or hateful toward our anxiety, like I'm saying, our our relationship with our anxiety is fearful, resistant, or hateful, it makes our experience in life in that moment horrible. Those are not good feelings to have, and it actually gives us a very scary experience. And so what happens when we're scared? We're releasing more stress hormones. 
We are putting ourselves back in that loop again. We're going on that ride one more time. And we actually have control over these things. We can begin to see our relationship with anxiety with a new look, in a new light. If we can see it as it trying to help us and not trying to hurt us, we might be more willing to spend a few moments with it. The fighting of anxiety, the pushing it away or trying to sweep it under the carpet or pretending it's not there doesn't address our relationship with it. It's just a pushing away. And any of you who have had been around small children, like when they're angry and upset, if you were to just try to push them away, what would happen? A little cranky, hungry, tired, um, two or three-year-old in a grocery store, they're not going to, you can't ignore them. You can't push them away. You can't resist them. The only thing they will respond to in, is, is if we embrace them right? They need the, once we put our attention on them versus just trying to get through the grocery store and get things done. And it's just how our anxiety, our relationship with our anxiety is exactly the same. If we are trying to push it away because we have to get through this project or we have to get through this traffic jam, it just gets louder just like a two-year-old who wants to go home and take a nap and not be in the grocery store, if you ignore them, they get louder. And so I want you to look at your anxiety in that light as something that is looking for your attention and not something that is trying to hurt you. Here's some ideas, three tips for you to be able to perhaps change your relationship with your anxiety or to at least see it in a different light. Many people do well with the exercise of writing a letter to their anxiety and do it in a kind and positive tone if you can. This is a great exercise to do in your journal. Those of you who are keeping an anxiety journal and a gratitude journal in combination, one of your exercises that you can do is to write a letter to your anxiety from a positive and kind, loving tone. One that you might write to that small child who is cranky and is begging for your attention through very negative behavior. Anxiety can't get our attention. Our life cannot get our attention through calm, loving gestures. We wouldn't pay attention. What we are paying attention to is the loud roar of anxiety panic. And so when you turn toward it and actually pay attention to it, there is much more in there than you can even imagine. But you need to build a positive relationship with it. And if you can't go to a positive relationship, go to neutral. Let's just go to neutral. It is something that is there. It's trying to get your attention. It's not trying to hurt you. Step number two or tip number two here is to assess your thoughts about anxiety and let them go. Awareness can really reduce the fear that we have associated with our thoughts, but we are in such a state with our anxiety and not in a positive or neutral tone with it that we have no real awareness. We are just afraid. So let's assess the thoughts about our anxiety. 
Let's actually see what we're thinking about it and then let it go. Let them go. Awareness of what's going on can really make the difference and it can reduce the fear that we have when we can get to neutral and then when we can actually look at it and embrace it as this is part of our common humanity. We are not alone in this. I am not broken because I felt anxious or afraid. This is part of being human. And we can get ourselves out of the loop so much more quickly through that kind of awareness. The third tip is don't put expectations on your clearing of your anxiety. Meaning the first one that I have people let go of is a time frame. Like, okay, now I've learned about anxiety and now I'm going to give myself two months to just get better. This again is not how anxiety works and it isn't how any relationship works. It's going to evolve. It's going to change and it will do as it does. And the the fewer restrictions or expectations that we can put on it, the less pressure there is, the easier time that we have of it. And we're not afraid. When we have a a time pressure, we, we again are going to start clenching down and feeling pressure, stress, and fear. And that isn't going to help us at all. It's only going to keep us in the loop. So don't put expectations on there. Being able to be courageous and move through things that you have been anxious about before doesn't mean that you don't feel the fear of it. Actually, courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway, because you know it is the right thing to do. So it's not that we don't ever feel fear, but we have more courage. We want to remember that our response to our anxiety is going to determine what anxiety's response is back to us. So if we are fearful and we are frightened and we are trying to eliminate it quickly and efficiently, then anxiety is going to respond in turn with more fear, with more stress from the the pressure of time. So let's respond to anxiety in a calm and courageous manner, knowing that it isn't there to hurt us. This isn't, uh, this actually isn't something to be afraid of. It was there to help us deal with something that was happening. And what's happening now is coming from inside us more than it is from the outside. So let's just thank it even. Thank you for trying to help me to be able to stay alert in in the face of danger, but I am not in danger now. We have to change our conversation with our anxiety. Letting We have to pull up our wisdom and say to anxiety, which is just in a red alert state, I'm okay. Things in this moment are fine and we're going to go with that. Thank you for helping. Thank you for letting me know that there could be something going on. I have looked at it. Everything is fine. Let's go on from here. I hope that these tips are helpful for you. Again, try writing a letter to your anxiety in your journal and do this more than once. I think you'll be interested to see how it changes and how your tone can soften eventually with your anxiety. And assess your thoughts about your anxiety and and let them go. Be aware that, um, 
reducing the fear around your anxiety and knowing that it isn't there to hurt you can really, really make changes for you to go forward. And thirdly, don't put expectations on your recovery. Let your clearing of your anxiety happen as it does. The less pressure you put on it, the more your mind and body begin to think, oh, everything is okay. And the more calm you are, the quicker all of this begins to evaporate. But if there is a pressure on it, that means that there's something wrong and that you're trying desperately to try to get rid of it. And that is not how anxiety will evaporate. That digs it in deeper, making it think something is wrong. I need to help. I need to get her safe. I need to get them safe. And so when you let anxiety know you're fine, it doesn't have a job to do anymore. So it will relax and you will really have a whole different relationship with it. And now for today's quote. Sometimes the door closes on a relationship not because we failed, but because something bigger than us says this is no longer fits our life. So lock the door, shed a tear, turn around and look for the new door that's opened. It's a sign that you're no longer that person you were. It's time to change into who you are. It's going to be okay. And that's from Lee Goff. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.